Welcome to Funky Careers podcast number 24. And today we've got a guest, which is very exciting for us, who I'll introduce to you very shortly. But just remember with Funky Careers, we're all about helping people to find joy in their careers, careers that bring them joy. And the purpose of having a guest is is really for them to share their experiences. Tell them, tell us a bit about their story, and then you might be able to get, grab a few nuggets from that from a learning experience. So it's a, sometimes it's about you know their position and what they do, but it's more about the the journey along the way that we really want to provide some information. So you know people that are listening to the podcast get something out of it. So without no further to do. I'd like to uh, introduce you to Natalie Thorne. Okay, Natalie, say hi. G'day. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Natalie. So we'll start off, Natalie, just to give us an idea. What do you currently do? What's your current job? Well, I'm a genome scientist. Right. More information, please. Definitely for me. I don't know how everyone else is, but yeah. I know, it's one of those funny names, isn't it? Like yeah. gnomes or something that might be in the garden. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what do, um, what do you do? Well, it's about looking at people's DNA. It's oh. about sequencing people's DNA and using that information to understand what might be making them sick. Ah, right. So, to what? Just, we'll just go another level because we don't want to know every bit of your job. But yeah, what's some examples that give us an idea how it could be applied? Well, you might have heard of the word genes before. Yeah, I wear like, a pair. Yeah, yeah I've yeah, worn but them. our genes that we get from our mum and dad. Oh, those genes, those yeah. Those genes. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we get something that might be wrong in those genes. So okay. Like a spelling mistake that yeah. means that the gene doesn't give the right instructions. Yeah. It gives instructions that means that you might get sick. Now, that could be something you inherit from mum yeah. and dad, or it could be something that you acquire, like through smoking that might give you cancer for example or you might just be unlucky yes okay great stuff so are you how do you feel about your role at the moment is it sort of the space you want to be in are you happy in it what's how would you sort of just your general feelings don't want to get into all the ins and outs but yeah well I, I love what I do at the moment and and the reason I love it is because I have a team of people yeah with all sorts of different skills but we're all working on genomics yeah so you can see there, there's a like a, like a team, but like people with a focus, which does create a, a great environment. Of course, there's the, the culture and the personalities, how they get along, but overall you've got like people. And it seems the team, you know, they work together for a common purpose. So that's really important in an organisation, no matter what you're working on, if you've got a common purpose and you can work together, it doesn't mean you have to be the best of friends, but it's about that professional side of you to work together for that common purpose. But now we're going to turn back the hands of time to get a bit of an idea from Nat as to how it all started out. And what I say that, what are your very earliest thoughts about career or what you wanted to do? You know, sometimes people think way back to being a, a fire person. I couldn't say fireman. I couldn't say that, but I did. But, you know, to the early days, what was your sort of earlier thoughts of what you wanted to do as a career? I don't think I had a lot of exposure to what careers were. So my my thoughts were things like doctors, nurses, lawyers, teachers, you know, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think 
I thought also I want to do something that helps. Yeah. Help someone or helps it, you know. So I had that sort of view of things, but I didn't quite realize what what that could really mean in no. terms of an, an actual career. So those sort of thoughts about that as professions, like helping someone, which is key out there, that when you look at your career, it can be as simple as I want to help someone as a starting point. So don't feel you have to know all the answers. Just feel, tap in, understand a bit about who you are and then see, take that variable and then expand on it because that could lead to thinking about careers. Now, Nat, when did you have these sort of thoughts? Like what sort of age or schooling or what would you say it would be just as a rough oh, estimate? Probably year 10 or 11, I was sort of thinking those things. Okay. But much earlier than that, I was thinking about what I enjoy rather uh, than what I think I might do. Great point. Great point, yeah. So let's go back to that because this is really important to tap into because sometimes we think about an outcome. We go, oh, we've got to know the career. But this is really good. You've got to go back a step and sort of think, don't worry about the career. Just start to think about what you enjoy. Now, what did you enjoy? What were sort of the things? Maths. I loved maths. Right. At school, I loved maths. I enjoyed doing it fast. I enjoyed learning things before I needed to learn them, I just I had an insatiable appetite for maths. Yeah, I went to an ordinary state school. Yeah, like it was nothing fancy we were getting taught. Yep, but I just enjoyed maths. Yeah, and the other thing I really enjoyed was I mean I grew up on a farm on yep. a thousand acres. Yep, and I loved the various problems that came up on the farm. How much seed do we need to put onto this paddock? Yeah, how much wire do we need to 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 buy to put the new fence up? Yep. What, how much water are we going to need? You know, what are the conditions like? All of those sort of problems that involved conceptualising numbers, if you like, yep. to a real problem, Yep. I loved. Yeah. So we can see already there's quite a picture gathering without even thinking about a career in terms of title or position. So we see someone here that loves numbers. We see someone that likes to problem solve. We see someone that likes to help people. So already you've got some variables in there to formulate to any ranges of careers. It just depends to what extent. And this is where you start to explore those variables in terms of what does it mean in a career context. Because taking them in isolation, it's a bit hard, but then you start to, they evolve and you gain a picture over time. So then, yeah, what sort of happened thereafter in terms from a career progression? So we sort of said, you're going back to your earliest times. You're sort of around 10 and 11. Uh, you, did, you sort of knew you wanted to help people. What, how's it going now? How's it coming together from a career perspective for you? What's happening? Well, I think there was a bit of a moment in my life which which grabbed my attention, you know, in, in an intellectual level. Yes. Um, my dad was doing a postgraduate course. He was a, you know, farm agriculture science kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he was learning about breeding cattle and sheep yeah which is all about genetics genes and all of that kind of stuff okay yeah and and we moved for a year to this university where he was doing this course and of course i got really interested in that and then we did another thing he gave each of us in the family eight sheep 10 sheep or something right and we had to we had to figure out look at their characteristics and figure out which sire we wanted to um, used with each of these sheep, the, the yeah. ewes. And the, so we had to think about the genetics and then oh, we okay. measured what happened in the next generation in our lambs, like whether yeah. we improved 
the length of the wool or how strong the wool was or, you know, things yeah. like that. So we were practically thinking about genetics and yeah. breeding. Uh, and that's where I got hooked onto this idea that you could bring maths and problem solving and genetics together. Yeah. Now, that's really good. And that's a good example, too, where activities are very important and experiences. So you don't actually have to go, okay, I've got this information, problem solving, helping people, mathematics. I've got to work out the career. You don't have to. What you do is you le leverage off that to understand what experiences, what activities. You know, you can volunteer for someone or do a task for a week or two. Explore your interests and understand whether you like it or not. Because I should imagine that if your, your father said to you, I want you to do this, and you go, well, I'm not doing that, it'd probably end there. But obviously he's offered, he could probably see something uh, interesting. You know, he says, look, here's an option for you, interested. So you can sometimes lead people to water, and we sometimes do this as parents or even through peers to say, oh, you should do this, or this would be really good for you. You should be this, you should be that. Be true to yourself in terms of what really you want to do. So we've accelerating forward. Natalie said she loves what she's doing at the moment. And then we'll go back to where she got her, was it six or eight sheep? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. if it's, well, they're yeah, the sheep. They, they were, were sheep. Small. Yep, exactly. They were small. And um, she did that and it could have gone two ways. It might have gone, well, that's the end of that. That is as boring as I don't want to do that. But equally... It can be a part that puts you onto a path of saying, yeah, I really like this. I might explore it a bit more. So they're important, those sort of activities, and get those experiences along the way. You know, you may know someone that's in a business um, and you want to see if you get opportunity to work in that business, to experience it. Or you might do volunteer work um, to experience an area, an industry. So these are sort of things you've got to think about as you develop your careers and it starts to crystallise what you want to do. And keep in mind, this will evolve over time. So you'll get information. We don't know what we don't know. So it'll be a case, okay, I've learned something more about myself. That may alter the pathway or what you want to do. So, yeah, let's keep going, Nat. Let's keep exploring mm. with your career and the way it's developing. So we well, had the it. sheep. Yeah, yeah. the sheep and, you know, the whole experience of growing up on a farm and I did lots of sport. The other thing I did too was a lot of art. Oh, okay. Oh, like um, art was actually one of my top subjects oh. when I finished high school. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, we've gone from maths to art. Who would have thought? But oh, anyway. I, I realise I'm a very creative person. Yeah. And that actually maths and problem solving and art go hand in hand. In hand. Yeah. And one of the things I've realised now in my career is that creativity is incredibly important in the workplace. Yeah, and that is spot on. And I'll go into that a bit, but I'm really interested. Let's see what sort of um, artwork Nat did. So tell us a bit about your art crea creations. Oh, I did painting, um, sort of abstract, figurative kind of painting. Yeah. What, were you, what was your favourite? What was your proudest moment when you were doing art? in high school like what you produced was it like oh well I mean you know like I got an achievement as in my final cat made it into the top cat exhibition in the state and, you know things like that but that wasn't the proudest moment the, no. the moments that I loved is when I I you know I did what I would tell my daughter not to do yeah which is staying up too late at night painting right through you know far yeah. too late 
but getting completely absorbed in what I was doing and then coming out the next morning and my parents walking in and just going, oh, you did that overnight? That yeah. was, you know, so um, yeah. that that moment, because other, other times I'd paint something and, and wake up the next morning and go, you know, that, nah, that doesn't work and paint over it. Yeah. But those moments when you just, something clicks and, you, and the magic happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's usually five, six, seven, eight hours in a row that just something, you get into that zone. Yeah. That, that feeling of being in the zone yeah. is what I remember. Yeah. So think about those times because you, you don't even know it, but sometimes you're quite self-absorbed in something and that's a sign to you that you enjoy something, you're engaged, it interests you. You know, so they're the sort of things you can learn from. Sometimes we've got to step back and, you know, it's pretty obvious the areas. Like I've only chatted to Natty for, I don't know actually, I haven't got to watch, but, you know, a short period of time and we've already gathered a few sort of bits of information or pieces of the puzzle that haven't quite come together yet, but it's drifting in a certain way. So, and they're the things you've got to keep following up in. So art and the creativity. So think about that. Some people will go, oh, I do art. And they'll put themselves in that box to, as if it means a certain stream. In this situation, if you're good at maths and art, they can be combined to, it might go, lead to science. It may lead to just purely art and the performing arts or any area like that. So the creativity, we don't know where it's going to go, but I can tell you now, within business, whatever form, creativity is very important because it's like if you wanted to be in a business, it's like saying continuous improvement. If it's like actually physically doing art, you've got to create something new that appeals to, you know, the vision of others, to what they look at. So that sort of creativity, you know, finding solutions is creativity. It's not necessarily painting. It's finding, looking at options, developing a new way to do things. So these are the sort of things where it can combine and realise that problem-solving aspect and creativity aspect is very important and very much a transferable skill too, when you move about because employers are looking for that because a lot of time people have degrees but that's just or they might have a trade or they uh, whatever qualification is that just gives you the base knowledge that just says yeah they're competent to start in this career what you do from there is really where the value add comes for your employer or even doing your own business too you know when you compete against other businesses they'll be you know, customers will be looking for an edge. What can you deliver? What's your point of differentiation when you do your own business? So it's a good point, the creativity. Let's go, Nat. Where are we at now? Please recap because well, well, I'm, I'm having trouble following. But I, I'm, I know. Well, yeah. look, to be honest, when I got to the end of Year 12, I didn't really know where I was going to because I didn't know what would be a bit of art, a bit of maths. What, yeah. You know, look, the advice I was getting at the time was, well, if you like maths, go and be an accountant. Wow. And I had I had no I had zero interest yeah. in, in in that. Yep. Um. So, so what I did is I, I I took a little bit of a risk in some ways is I I chose a degree mm. in something that didn't have a clear career path. Yeah. I just thought I'm going to go and do what I'm interested in and see what happens. So, so what I was that? A, I did a science degree. Yep. And I in the first year realized that I wanted to major in maths and statistics. Yeah. And that's where statistics became part of my life. Yeah, okay. So the science degree when you started that, was statistics part of that? 
or one, was there some the sort of a, okay one of the subjects yeah one of the subjects but yep. I did chemistry and I did physics and I did biology and maths you know I did all of the basic science yeah the first year yeah and I came away with that saying realizing that I loved statistics the most much to the bemusement of all of my family and all of my friends yeah <laughs> because when I talk about statistics to most people they kind of their eyes glaze over and they just don't get it yeah yeah. Like why why could that be interesting? Yeah. And that's right, you've got to be that's really good feedback because you hear that like you hear Nat say about, you know, my family or my peers or, you know, friends go, What? Statistics? What could be and that's important. That's being here true to herself. So she's not so much worried about oh what others think. She's tapped into something to say, oh, okay, I know I like science. I want, I want to do, do a degree. Not everyone wants to do a degree, but in this case, it suited Nat to do a degree. She was like saying, I know the area, and she mentioned the word risk in there. Now, it is a risk, but don't feel like you've got to know what you want to study when you finish VCE. Or don't put that pressure on yourself. It's about the journey. So it can happen any number of ways to where you get to where you want to get in the career. It doesn't have to be all linear. It doesn't have to be all perfect. Just take, move forward, experience new things and trust yourself. So Nat just went in to sort of say, okay, science sounds pretty good. I'll go with that. Oh, there's this stats unit. Gee, this is pretty good. And then you start to develop some sort of direction. But I can tell you, if you do nothing, don't expect anything to change with an outcome. So if you put yourself in positions of experiencing new things, you may learn you don't like something, but equally you've learned something about yourself. Equally, you'll learn something perhaps you do enjoy. So they're the sort of things where you've got to put yourselves in this position to find out about yourself, all right? It's really important from that point of view. So we're going down stats now. Yeah, yeah. And, let, yeah. and let me just explain why I find it interesting. Yeah, most please. Don't, right? Yeah, yeah, that's no, good. It, it is actually an art form. It's a, it's a problem-solving way of thinking about how to get information out of data. Yeah. So, you know, you measure all of this data about interesting things like sheep breeding yeah. or the weather yeah. or some environmental disaster or some new technology that's going to, I don't know, improve the way stuff grows in the ground or yeah. you know, whatever it is, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's actually the way that you think about that experiment you yeah. know, and, ha- and how to glean the results from it. Yeah. So for me, it was fascinating. It was bringing the science and the art and the maths all together. Yeah. And so the next step for me was then going, well, what sort of area do I want to do statistics in? Yeah. And I started doing genetics yeah. in my science degree in second year. Okay. And interestingly, I, I, I went to the university and I said, well, I want to do statistics and genetics. Yep. Yeah. And they said to me at the time, we don't recommend that. It's all been done before. There's nothing new oh. to do with combining statistics and genetics. All of these gurus from 100 years ago have solved it all. Yeah. We don't recommend it. Choose one or the other. So that was actually said to you at the university? That's right. Oh. This right. Was, this was back in the in the 90s. That's all right. That's not, yeah. Uh, and, That's not and, that long ago. And so I, I actually decided I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. So, 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 so I did and I had to cover classes because they were completely clashed and they wouldn't support me and all the rest of it. Yeah. And then there was another defining moment. Oh, yeah, I like this. You got me. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm hooked. Yeah, what happened? 
So I, I rocked up to one of these lunchtime, you know, career session type things, find out about what you can do, blah de blah, mm. at the maths department, mm. thinking, oh, you know, it's what it's going to involve about insurance and finance and, mm. you know, all of this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there was this one guy who got up and he was talking about biology and genetics and maths and all these fabulous problems he could solve from measuring thousands of things inside cells at the one time and understand yeah. how things change in cancer and all these things. Yeah. And I was hooked. Yeah. And there was a name for it and it was called bioinformatics. So the informatics, the, the, the maths and the statistics of biological data. Oh, cool. Yeah. So this was back in the day when there was, we didn't have emails, we didn't have mobile phones. Yeah. And so I had to go up at the end and uh, ask the maths department to contact this professor. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I'm really interested in that, but I have no idea how to contact them. No websites, yeah. you know. Yeah. So they contacted this professor and uh, he called me back. Um, I don't know, I think, I don't know how I got back. Anyway, I got a message back somehow to say that he would meet me for a milkshake. Yeah. At this particular place. Okay. Which I did. And Coffees and weren't in perhaps as much no, in the 90s, no, but no, a milkshake no, was. We had a milkshake. Yeah, yeah good milkshake. And, uh, yeah. and he said, well, why don't you come and work for me? Oh. So I'm in second year science. And so I started spending my my uh, holidays, my uni holidays, yeah. working at the oldest medical research institute in Australia. Yeah. The Walter and Eliza Hall Institute. I got a job. They paid me $15 a day. Wow. As, I don't know. It might be good. I mean, well, it wasn't much. You know, 90s, yeah. Do you know what? It was the most amazing experience to work in this this medical research institute as yeah. a bioinformatician. Yeah. The first one that this professor had employed because it was new. He was yeah. brand new from oh. the US. See, and that's like yeah. You know, they talk about sliding doors and, and moments, and that sounds like it was that moment where all those things were bubbling. I'll go over them again, but the helping people, the problem solving, the mathematics, the journey to start science, the journey to say, oh, I think stats interest me. And then there's this pivotal moment where it sounds like it just all came together for you. And you probably thought, oh, I'll go along to this, uh, I wonder, was it a seminar, but a presentation by a professor and bang. And that happens in life. But see, you're going out there and trying new things. And that's important. So if you think something's of interest to you, be a seminar or someone speaking or even talking, you may have heard a conversation from your parents, eavesdropping, not on too much, hopefully, on your parents, but, you know, as you're doing a career, and even obviously as you get older and your careers, you'll have networks of people and you'll start to hear more and more information. So take that all on board to find out about, no matter how old you are, to find out about how you know what interests you and your careers can evolve in that down that path no matter where you are in life we can never stop learning and that you know just as Nat had that uh, sort of that moment with that professor that could happen at any age with anyone you know sometimes we're doing jobs and we're going along and it's going pays the bills not totally happy what else can I do don't feel yourself that this is it in job always believe in your abilities and try and do be true to yourself in my world i suppose you just feel you've got one crack at life and you know you just want to have the most fun you can in a career or most enjoyment in that time and sometimes that will mean you know there'll be a few barriers to make that change you know you may have a few commitments you may say oh, it's not that easy 
Well, you've got to challenge yourself and you'll be surprised perhaps the level of support you may get from your family, um, you know, the people that will back you in, in terms of giving you opportunity. So just really explore your career options. I've expanded, I've gone on a bit longer than I thought on that one because it was a sort of a, a moment for Nat. But I suppose I'm just saying, you know, it, it, you've always got a moment. It's not like at this age I decide my career or this age I just Things can happen at any time and you should tap into those and follow, you know, some of your, I guess, your visions or your thoughts of what you want to do. So we'll go back to Nat. I'm rambling. It's about Nat, not me. Yeah. It's all good. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I, I finished my degree and I did the statistics and maths and genetics. Yeah. And I was working in bioinformatics. Yep. Then I did my honours and I got to do projects around bioinformatics and did all sorts of interesting things around looking at the different genes and how they were differently being used in different kinds of cancers so as a way of being able to look at someone's cancer and go, ah, that looks like a pancreatic cancer. Ah, I reckon that's come from a lung or I reckon that's a breast cancer. Because yeah. sometimes you don't know where the cancer is coming from in a body. That's what I yeah. got to do yeah. when I was 21. That's wow. what I was doing. Yeah. And, you know, like it's fascinating. Yeah. Like the data itself, you're looking at the data is not interesting, but the problem yeah that you get to work on is so inspiring yeah you know the people you get to work with so that's what i did in my honors year that's the fourth year yeah uh and then i got an opportunity to um do my phd yeah which was a little bit daunting and i have to say i did think about it a lot i didn't really want to do it initially yeah why is that why what were your initial thoughts of why it's another three or four years of hard work and study and do i want to do this and maybe i want to go out and get a job and not just continue studying yeah yeah um, but I, I did take a long time to think about it and, and uh, realise that, yep, no, I think this is something I want to challenge myself. I want to challenge myself to take on a, a project that's my own, some research that's my own and, and pursue it to the, you know, the nth degree. Yeah. And, and, and with Nat, when you think about that, see, they're all, they're all normal feelings. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, there's a challenge there. For Nat, it was like a PhD. She had all the thoughts anyone would have about doing something new. You know, do I want to do I want to do it? Can I do it? You know, have I got the time? Jeez, I don't know if I could, you know, but she ultimately made a decision to say, yes, I'll do it. So if you're faced with that sort of, uh, it's not really adversity, but, uh, you know, sort of that sort of challenge and you're thinking, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that, Really try and step back from it and perhaps don't let the anxiety or the fear determine the outcome. More think about what you want to do and is it something you want to do and find the why in it for you, I guess, and not so much the why not, but the why. Because anything you do, not anything, but a lot of stuff you do, it just doesn't come to you. You know, you sometimes you have to just have to work through and they talk about effort. And it's all about effort to get outcomes. So just be aware of that, that if you're feeling like doubting yourself or you're not sure, make sure it's not sort of a fear or anxiety telling you not to do it, you know, or a lack of confidence. But try and be true to yourself to face up to challenges and what you truly want to do. So, yeah, mm. thanks. Mm. Thanks, Nat. And, the, and that, that experience of doing the PhD it really was super- challenging yeah um, but it also opened up so many opportunities i got to travel go to conferences meet lots of people 
develop this great big network of yeah. contacts that I've been drawing on for the rest of my career. Yeah. Uh, and then when I finished my PhD, I um, actually travelled the world. Wow. And I did eight job interviews across the world. Wow. Denmark, Edinburgh, London, Cambridge, Oxford, Whoa. Berlin. Okay, Berlin. yeah. Uh, and I got several job offers because what I was doing at the time was relatively new and people it was in demand. Yeah. And and it wasn't about being super brilliant compared to the Oxford and Cambridge people or anything like that. It was just kind of I'd done at the time what the world needed. Yeah. You know, I was in in an early on in a in a sort of a new career if you like. Yeah. Um a new field. Uh, so yeah, I actually ended up taking a job in Cambridge and working in a cancer research institute over there, yeah. which was like so I don't know, mind blowing. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> Being in a place yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but I got to work on the most amazing projects around around different kinds of cancers and solving yeah. better ways of detecting different types of pediatric cancers. So that's childhood cancers. Yeah. Looking at um, understanding when cancers move from a cancer that's potentially controllable to one that's metastatic and yeah. less controllable. All of those things yeah. that that have um, the insights that you get can make direct impact on what happens, you know, in healthcare for people. That's right, yeah. And it's really interesting there. I'm just sort of thinking back to Nat's earlier comment where she said she wanted to help people. And it's sort of, you know, these things, you don't sort of realise it happens, but it obviously resonated through our whole, you know, it's in a, I won't say genes, it's probably not the right, but in her nature to want to help people. And that sort of... You know, she's got the state, whether it was planned or not, perhaps she was focusing on the stats and the science and all that, but either consciously or subconsciously, there's definitely that underpinning thing, I want to make a difference, I want to help people. I just don't want to isolate the room and produce numbers. I want those numbers to mean something mm. which can help others. So that's her sort of narrative that's developed with Nat over the over that particular time so that's really you know interesting to know i think when you you know you try and think about what you're trying to do Mm. yeah and the next step really draws on that too because the next thing that happened fast forward five or so years yeah no that's good a couple of kids in there as well okay yeah um i realized that what i was working on the insights that i was getting through my research weren't being what we call translated weren't being easily used in pathology and in the hospitals in a commercial sense yeah or, mean, or just or... in a way that would actually impact patients that yeah, would okay. actually be used like clinicians yep. and labs knowing what to do to to improve the way we test people and way yep. we diagnose them and things like that so the things that i was doing in research weren't making it into the hospital yep. right yeah with you so and and that's because People who work in laboratories, you've all been to a, you know, get your blood taken in those yeah. labs. You know, they wear white coats and they look under microscopes and stuff. Yep. They don't look at numbers and data. So there was this new world of informatics, data yeah. in pathology. Yeah. And they didn't have people like me working in that setting. Yeah, okay. Because we were all in research. Yeah. So I realised there was an opportunity for someone like me to work in that clinical setting. Yeah, okay. And so I left academia and yep. I left research, yep. much to the bemusement of my colleagues. Yeah. They were like, what are you going and doing clinical bioinformatics for? My goodness, you're going to see them. That's uh, right. On the other side, yes. So I did. I moved to the 
darker side. Um, so, you know, and I was actually the first person in Victoria to become a clinical bioinformatician. Okay. Yep. Uh, and and that's kind of where I've ended up now. Now I now I lead a team of people who are software engineers. We've got comms people. I've got um, project managers. I've got genomics people. I've got health people. Yeah. All the different people that have all those different kinds of skills coming together. But we're all working on how do we get this data driven, you know, genome stuff, DNA stuff. Yeah. To work in a clinical setting yeah. in the hospital yeah patients getting better diagnosis patients getting better care patients finding out why this drug is reacting and they should be getting something else or you know, oh, all that oh stuff. gosh yeah and it's gone from like yeah being a specialist and which is hard as an individual to have impact like you say you get your research oh someone will adopt it and it'll be a, now you're in a but you've put yourself to see there's a gap there um who's going to drive this stuff and you realise you can't do it by yourself, but you get in a role or a position where you can because you get the resources to help you achieve. So that's really, yeah, sort of elevated, you know, your sense of a purpose and to help people. You know, it's not like a, it's like, it's a thought at one stage, but now it's become really real how you can help, are helping people, which is really yeah. good, you know, it's sort of. And it's this thing that you hear about where people say, you know, the jobs of the future haven't been created yet. Yeah. That role of bioinformatics had I hadn't heard of when I was at school. Yeah. Then the clinical bioinformatics was not a thing when I started bioinformatics. Yeah. And now I'm doing bioinformatics and health informatics. Yeah. Which hadn't been heard of before. I'm literally creating job titles for yeah. people in my team that yeah. I wouldn't have even thought of three yeah. years ago. Yeah. You know, everything is moving so fast. You can't predict what the roles are going to be. Exactly. You just kind of know what you're interested in, sort of. Yeah. And you kind of go down that path. Yeah. Follow that, your nose. Yeah, that's right. That's very true in terms of when you look at an area, I suppose you may look at an industry or a profession in general, one of the things you've got to be clear on, I suppose, is there a future in it. Now, they, they do a lot, in a lot of positions and careers, they say there's growth in this area and growth in this industry. But I think you still have to be conscious of that and where an industry is heading um, across any sort of career you're doing. It's one of the things you should validate. And some will be faster moving industries than others. And I've got to tell you, when you talk about info or infographics or whatever you want it, it is massive across the board for all organisations, professions, you name it. Everyone is acting on data now. Everyone makes decisions on data. Everything is driven through it. So it's uh, the picture like that's focusing, you know, in terms of that science or uh, what do you call it? Yeah, Spoke, genome, DNA information in healthcare. That goes, extends to everything we do in terms of resources or making business decisions is based on data. But you still need specialists around. It can like even with, you know, like you could just still do it. You do a trade. That's your skill. That's your expertise. That's your thing. But sometimes businesses, to move forward, need to know about you know data and information and how to expand. Even the smallest business will be looking at information at the lower level of data about how many hours does it take to complete a job? You know, how many people does it make? How much materials do we use? This capturing of information leads to efficiencies. And that's the whole idea of it in terms of getting to I guess destinations we don't even know actually, mm. but how can we get to them 
quicker. You know, it evolves. We get better and better at it, hopefully. Mm. Yeah. And, so, and I think it's not just data, too. It's technology. Yeah. Automation. Yeah. The, 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 the software and the programming that I was doing 20 years ago, it's pretty much obsolete. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all yeah, in the good cloud call. now. And it's cybersecurity and it's how do we govern the data and how do we connect all these systems. Like yeah. the, 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 the play pit, yeah. you know, the sand pit that we're playing in is a completely different sand pit than it was 20 years ago. That's right, yeah. And, yeah. and so to some extent I've evolved my skills but I've actually become less of the person on the tools Yes. and more of the person who sits above and helps support all the people that have the different kinds of toolkits that are now needed yeah and so you can see people who've come through and they love computer science great they've come Mm. from computer science into this world yeah other people are like oh no i you know i'm interested in the systems that hospitals have cool that's fine yeah other people like oh i was never interested in that stuff i'm actually a good writer yeah excellent we need a comms person yeah who can help us write all that stuff and help us communicate this properly yeah so what we're finding is that there's a range of people who work in science yeah who weren't necessarily science people yes when they were at school yeah and that's right and they're bringing their their strengths to the table like you say that's needed like any within any business we have a mixture of functions within a business you know people perform various functions because of perhaps their strengths in the area but overall you get a synergy of producing you know more positive outcomes and I'll go back, like, um, Nat was talking about the structure, like, she was a specialist. That relates to anyone, like anyone on the tools, anyone starting in, I don't know, finance, or you tend to start off as specialists, and then obviously you become more expert, and then there's offerings around managing teams of people of, if we want to call them specialists, they could be, you know, in terms of, like I say, I'll go back to a trade or whatever, but that's their specialist skill they've learned. And that's the, on most occasions, whatever study you do, you tend to come out as a specialist before you go straight into team leading or managing people or all that. You know, you've got to do the bit of the groundwork um, with that. Unless, of course, sometimes you go into your own business um, and then, you know, you're straight into it and management. You may have some skills obviously established before you do that. But that's just, you know, Nat talks about her experience, the way she's progressed, but it mirrors into a lot of different spaces. So if you can get that sort of... I guess that area of interest, that sort of passion, you can tell by Nat's tone, she's very passionate about her area. So it's worthwhile taking that time and picking up on, I guess, you know, understanding your aptitudes, your numeracy, um, et cetera, or your interests, or, you know, like Nat had experiences on the farm. All these sort of things are happening around you. So if you can capture these and understand who you are, this will help you better prepare but, you know, thinking about your careers and what you want to do. So that's really good. Thanks, Nan. All right. Now, where are we at now? Are you, You've you moved. So you're sort of at where you want to be now, aren't you? Sort of. Does that sort of describe your current situation with yeah, that I team of I, people? I think that's where I'm at at the moment. But I feel like I've got kind of one more thing I want to do. Is that a feeling or is that no, can it be defined? Yeah, it can be defined. I've been working for the last six to 10 years on how we take all this DNA information from people. Yeah. And how do we, how do we actually have it be in the hospital setting? How is it 
Like the hospitals are designed, you might have gone into hospitals or seen the doctor and yes. they write stuff down. Yes. Sometimes they type at the computer while they're talking. Yes, yeah, I've seen all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, DNA information, it doesn't fit in any of those systems. Yeah. Right? It's it's 100 gigs of data, mm. right? And it's complicated. Mm. It almost needs its own system in our hospitals and, and laboratories. Mm. And, in fact, that's what we've actually developed. We've developed a system for health but it's specialised around storing people's DNA right. safely, securely, making sure we know who can access Because a lot of sensitive yeah, information very in much that, so. right? So yeah. you need specialists to design that, but they need to design it so it fits in our healthcare system. Yeah, yeah. So you could move all over the country and your DNA information is secure, but you can find it in those different places if you need it for your care. Yeah. So doctors can act on that information or... Well, that's the vision. That's the vision. Yeah, that's the vision. So that's the next thing I want to do. I want to take this system that we've built here in Victoria and I want to figure out if we can actually have something like this across the whole country. Yeah. So that everyone in Australia can benefit from this sort of DNA information if they want it. Yep. If they want their DNA or have their DNA information so it can be securely held but also used for your health care when you need it. Yeah. Great stuff. What vision and good ambition, there's no doubt about that. Now, let's go back. If we reflect on your journey, which has been, you know, still a bit of a journey to go by the <laughs> sounds of it. A couple of decades. Yeah, a couple of decades. <laughs> or more. Oh, yeah, or more. Okay. So what are your key learnings? Like, if we have, you know, we've got listeners in the podcast. What would you like to pass on in terms of key learnings when, you know, you think about a career? Um, what are sort of things you sort of think are important in terms of thinking about? Uh, I I think it's really important to... Uh, there's a couple of things. It's important important to know what you are good at, what you like working on. Yeah. You know, like I like to doing mathsy kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think it's also important to understand what's the context that I want to work in. Like for me, it was genetics and yeah. stuff that sort of stuff it could have been environmental climate change like if I was going back 20 years now I might have gone you know what I'm going to put my energy into climate change and environmental issues like figure out the the field the area that interests you like maybe you want to go into law but I want to use my law in x area or y area or I'm interested in mining or you know whatever it is so I think there's the the fundamental skills and aptitudes that you have Mm. and then there's sort of the area that you want to Kind of do that in yeah it's sort of a, it's sort of like creating a why for you isn't it like yeah. you go i want to do this and you challenge yourself and you go why mm. oh because i want to work in this industry or mm. i want to help people or whatever the why is so mm. yeah sometimes you've got to ask yeah no it's a good point mm. yeah no i like that and i think don't constrain yourself to think that certain things go paired together yeah you know, don't think, well, if I, you know, do maths, I'll go and do accounting in the in the insurance industry. Yeah. You know, like, think, well, maths, I could go and work in mining or I could go and work in climate change or I could go and work in, I don't know, water management in Gippsland. Yeah. You know, like, what, whatever the matching, there's, there's always a match that you haven't thought of. Yeah. Is, is how I would think about it. So be open to where it might lead you is, the, is sort of the first thing. Yeah. And then the second thing I think I've learned is that, Sometimes along the way, you have to do things that you might think are quite boring. Yeah. Like I, at the moment, I'm learning financial management. 
Oh, yes, right? yes, we And, and yeah. I, I would relate to financial management as being something very much not interesting to me. Yeah. But I've, I'm learning it at the moment and going, actually, this is really interesting in the context of why I need to know it. Yes. I'm yeah. also at the moment learning about cybersecurity, another area where I thought, oh, you know, yeah. it sounds too hard, but, you know, I'm not that interested. But actually, when I look at it for the purpose that I need, which is protecting people's information, I think about it from my perspective or my family's perspective i want to know a certain amount about yeah, that. yeah. privacy another yeah. thing I, who reads through all of that privacy stuff and clicks i agree yeah you know it's kind of boring yeah but when you are thinking it from the perspective of i'm trying to solve this particular problem um it's worthwhile doing the training so i'm doing privacy courses and i'm doing a bit of this and i'm doing company directors course stuff yeah right things that i wouldn't say are my bread and butter yeah and they're a little bit boring to me to some extent, but sometimes you have to do some boring stuff yeah. that gives you the toolkit that you need to be able to do the interesting things. Yeah, yeah. And that's a, probably a, oh, it's a bit of resilience and understanding that that's the bigger picture. Um, yeah, and that's once again, like I say, that why. you got that connection why you're doing it. Like I'm doing finance. Oh, I'm doing finance. If you're doing finance in isolation, you go snooze fest, why? Yep. You probably even wouldn't consider it. But then you got your why, mm. and it connects to the business. So if you get that, gives you purpose, that gives you direction, and that's part of filling skill gaps as you go through your career. Yep. You you know you identify there's areas I need to develop if I want to do this. So that will happen to everyone. Now I assess you always assess yourself and understand that as you're going through your career is just say where's my gap. You know if I want to do this, and you found out about yourself, you know you want to go so direction. But how do I get there? Have I got gaps? You know, where, where should I, should I, I don't know, do a lateral move? Should I start thinking about, you know, going over this area and learning this skill before I go over to another area mm. or develop? So sometimes, you know, you do some lateral stuff before you can move ahead and develop in your career. So you've got to understand that sort of bigger picture for yourself and be patient with yourself because like Nat's referring to, she's got an idea, but... It's not all defined. She's doing it because she feels like it's the right way. Perhaps she's taking a risk. Perhaps she's not. It just depends. But she, she's got this sort of, um, not this vision keeps creating or keeps evolving of where she wants to head and what she wants to do. Mm. And it's important you sort of start to do that. You know, sometimes I even, I've done with people where I just say, get a piece of butcher's paper, close your eyes for about a minute, open them and start drawing where you see yourself and sometimes you know you just draw you know you draw something I did it once where I was um, driving a car and I drew some trees and there was a road driving a car and I was up in the country no sooner that happened we moved up into the country so I don't know if that's coincidence coincidence or not but sometimes there are ways to flesh out ideas to get you to think instead of just sitting there in a chair pondering and stewing sometimes you try different experiences or you do a career assessment or you talk to others you know to validate your thoughts so you know keep that in mind as you're always evolving just don't think oh i've got that i've got my career that's it try and keep an open mind to developing that's good now the last thing i want to put to you is more if we think of natchi little nat all right mm -hmm. just little nat and now, what would little Nat do in terms of writing a letter to herself about the future? What would she sort of pen down? The writing mightn't be great, but let's mm. not worry about that. We're not mm. worried about the writing. 
But yeah, what would you? What message would you say to older? Oh, I think Nat. I would say to young Nat, don't stress so much about trying to get certain marks and things like that, because so much of your career ends up being chance events. Well, not really chance, but things that your doors open. You, it's not all laid out in yeah. front of you. So, you know, obviously work hard, put the effort in. But I would say to me stress a little bit less about yeah. you know, perfection yeah. and be a little bit more relaxed because, you know, right now, yes, it's important, but it's not that ultimate importance yeah. that I think that I felt at that time. Um, and I would also say to me, it doesn't matter if you go to university. You could go and do a trade and then become an expert in new technologies or something around mm-hmm. that trade or, yeah. you know, grow a great big business that's doing amazing. You know, there are so many things that we can do out there. So yeah. I would also say to me, it doesn't matter if you go to university or not, just do well at what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Now that's great. And that's like being true to yourself. At the end of the day, you're tapping into yourself. You know, you get advice from all these different sources or resources, but at the end of the day, you've got to filter through all that, listen to others, and then filter through and sort of decide what really connects with you or what you're feeling inside connects in terms of, um, your careers and want, you want, where you want to head. Look, that's excellent. That oh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here, and thank you very much for your time. So thank you, Nat. Thank you so you much. Know. I love talking about all of this stuff anyway. Well, I love talking to people about this stuff. So yeah. that that is absolutely brilliant. So that's all from Funky Careers, David Key and Natalie Thorne. Um, I hope you enjoyed the listening and that was podcast number 24 of Funky Careers and have a great day and hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Thank you.